0: everyone and thanks for tuning in to the path 11 podcast i'm your host april hannah and we are bringing back a wonderful guest that we have had on two previous episodes episode 11 and episode 29 we'd like to welcome back todd akamesis hi todd hi
1: april how are you yeah great thank you very much for having me back
0: Yeah, a lot has changed since uh, we've talked to you last. I think you were living on a boat with a gong, a houseboat um, with a gong, and you were really involved in doing some of the Pandora Star. And I know uh, congratulations is in order. You've recently have gotten married and I believe you've moved (laughs) and you're doing more things in the world. So we wanted to uh, have you back and just uh, talk a little bit about some of the new projects that are going on. So what has been new with you?
1: Yeah, you're you're right, April. A lot has changed uh, in just the span of a year. We've opened up a mind spa, uh, which we uh, which we call Pandora Spa, and it's a futuristic uh, uh, spa dedicated to the exploration of consciousness, human potential. Um, at the heart of the spa, we have uh, the light entrainment technology that we call Pandora Spa. Sorry, Pandora Star, uh, which has uses flickering light to guide the brain into altered and expanded states. So we have uh, an explorer room which has no windows, it's actually underground, so there's no disturbances from the outside world. We have four fully adjustable beds in that space with a Pandora star set up over each bed. And the idea is that people come in, they lie down, they get relaxed, and they then choose a program that they'd like to use uh, for that occasion, depending on you know what their their desire is uh, for exploration, we can do you know uh, things such as well-being states. We can easily with the, the light manage stress, anxiety, uh, depression because we know those are particular frequencies. And uh, doing all the brainwave research that we do with the light, you know, we can pinpoint what's going on with an individual and de- then sort of diagnose what uh, sort of frequency would be best. For the light uh, to to guide them to, and uh, so if they they're experiencing something like uh, depression, we know they're getting uh, they're not getting enough of the uh, uh, the sort of waking beta wave frequency, and they're getting a lot of more more sort of delta waves. And delta waves are really associated with deep sleep. So if you can imagine somebody in depression being in that same state that we have when we have like sleep inertia when we wake up from sleep and it's it's a really groggy type state. Uh, so. You know, we can manage those kind of things. We can use the light uh, for training the brain, so cognitive enhancement. Uh, There's been a lot of press recently with regards to some studies with Alzheimer's and mice with flickering light. And we've known for a long time things like the 40 hertz frequency is really good for cognitive enhancement. So, you know, if you were using sort of 40 hertz every day for 15 minutes with a really good stimulus like our light machine um, or binaural sound, then within a short six weeks, you could be looking at something like um, an increase of 8% uh, increased processing speed for your brain, uh, which is quite a a lot. And we also use the light for exotic states like lucid dreaming and out-of-body exploration. So we can actually use the light to guide somebody's brain to a frequency which we know is very beneficial for achieving those states.
0: Wonderful. and now that you moved where is the pandora spa actually located
1: we're located the first spa is in london old street so it's uh we're in london and the the area is old street um we are planning to open up more more spas around the world so we currently have i think 200 uh people who own the light around the world and uh, eventually we'll be doing franchises with those owners so we can get uh, a spa in all the big cities around the world, such as, you know, Paris and London, Tokyo, Sydney. Uh, I mean, we have I think we now have a light on every continent uh, except for Antarctica. Um, but give us time. We'll get there. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. So, yeah, we're the the main spa at the moment is located in London.
0: Okay, great. And I know that uh, there is a connection. You connected us uh, with a lady that has the Pandora Spa Spa or Star, excuse me, in New York City. So uh, hopefully that will come to the hub there too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. That's that's um, certainly uh, you know on the cards for the near future for sure. And you know we call it a mind spa because you know this is an internal exploration as far as we're concerned, and you know we don't just use the light machines. We also have gongs, which are, you know, pretty amazing. And they're some of the oldest sound healing tools used for thousands of years, you know, for meditation, for ceremony, for ritual, you know, and gongs are extremely therapeutic. You know, the sounds from gongs travel from the outer ear throughout the body via what's called the, the vagus nerve, uh, which impacts brainwaves, the respiratory rate, heart rate, you know which can all be very beneficial. So, you know, we have we have this gong chamber uh, which has a pyramid, a 3 meter tall pyramid that surrounds it and you basically in the center of that pyramid we have a zero gravity chair. And when you sit in the chair, we recline it into the zero G position which takes all the weight off your spine and it makes you have it gives you this sense of weightlessness. And the pyramid itself is all made out of copper. And the base of the pyramid uh, is also copper sheet metal, metal which is connected uh, to a copper wire that goes out into the garden of the spa where we have a one meter long copper rod that's then sort of uh, uh, in the earth. So that uh, pyramid chamber itself, which is surrounded by all these gongs, is actually uh, a grounding system. Uh, as you're probably aware, you know, when we're around our, our, our smartphones, our cell phones, um, our computers we build up a positive charge, and positive in this case is not a good thing. It can actually create a, a lot of free radical damage. So the earth itself is a grounding force. So if you were to stand on it with bare feet, you have to literally take your shoes off because otherwise you're insulated from it because of the rubber soles. So if you take your shoes off, stand on it barefoot, then you know, in just a few minutes time, it'll bring that, that negative uh, grounding force and, and create balance within the body. Uh, So we have a chamber like that. So what we typically do is we put people in there first just to get them in that really relaxed uh, state. And then we put them on the light and that easily can transport them to other worlds, uh, inner, inner worlds.
0: Wow. That sounds amazing. Sounds great. Um, And if I remember correctly, another guest that we had on the show, Teal Swan, she came out to try the Pandora Star. Isn't that right with you?
1: She did. She did. Uh, Teal uh, came over to to our place and we put her under the light and she made an instant connection with it. She actually loved some of my favorite programs, which are what we call white light programs. Uh, They're based in the the gamma uh, uh, waves and the gamma range. And gamma waves are uh, associated with consciousness in the brain um, and uh, cognitive enhancement. So using those frequencies on a regular basis, uh, you can actually stimulate uh, lucidity within dreams. Um, it's something that I use myself on a, on a, on a daily basis. Uh, so if I was to use one of the gamma programs for, say, 30, 30 minutes a day at 40 hertz, this is going to help me start increasing the gamma uh, within my brain uh, and getting my, my brain sort of rewired for this so that when I sleep at night because one of the you know I can start experiencing lucid states because one of the things that we 're missing during REM sleep uh, to achieve a lucid dream is forty hertz gamma, so' it 's sort of a cocktail of frequencies, and we 're getting all but one of those frequencies during regular REM sleep, but it 's a Hybrid state of REM to achieve something like lucid dreaming, which you know, we're we're pushing boundaries all the time here. We have um, Three full-time explorers at the spa where we create programs uh, And we use ourselves as guinea pigs, you know for months on end with new programs before we release them to our user community So when somebody buys one of the lamps, we you know, they're with us for life and the idea is that you know, they whenever we create a new program we release it to the community so everybody can benefit. So, you know, this is really what we're exploring at the spa, you know, this idea of, um, you know, sort of love as a force beyond self because we get people that come to the spa, you know, because maybe they're stressed and anxious or depressed. And we put them in the gong chamber, which, you know, really, you know, has a therapeutic effect. We then put them on the light, which really brings a lot of, you know, inner peace. And by the time they finished, you know, a lot of people will say things like, oh, my God, I feel. I feel like myself again. And you can just tell they're just radiating energy. Um, and But then they usually follow it up with something like, oh, you know, the, the the memory that they now have to leave and go back out into London. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, now I have to go back on the train. And, you know, and I say to people, you know, but this is this is really a key thing for I think people to really get. When we have you know these sort of practices, like whether they're meditation practices, which you know, Pandora Star is based in that sort of uh, sort of grounding. So you know, after we meditate, we've we've sort of gone deep into um, you know who and what we really are. You know, when we do things like mindfulness or or stillness meditations, you know, we're we're going you know deep into what I consider spiritual reality, and we're taking a break from our everyday drama. And that's recalibrating us. It's really, you know, changing how we're thinking and how we're feeling and reminding us of who we really are. So when we achieve that with somebody at the spa, we like to remind them that this is the perfect time for them to be out in the world again, to to be, you know, in the in the city around other people, because they're more likely to be kind and compassionate and merciful and understanding towards people in that state than in a in a state to where they might have come in originally when they were feeling stressed and anxious they don't have much energy to give in that state so you know we we teach people you know you can achieve this stuff with the light but obviously this is something we want people to be able to achieve every day so we talk about meditation we talk about other sort of spiritual practices and metaphysical practices to where they can take it with them when they go home again. So they can experience these these you know really powerful states more often because we feel that when you do take a break from your daily drama, through things like the spiritual practice, you know you're building up your energy, you're clearing energy, you know, and you're 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 drawing from support uh, potentially from from you know other levels of reality, and you then have more to share, you have more to give. And I think this is one of the signs, you know, the true signs of spiritual adulthood is generosity, you know, knowing, you know, to build your energy. And then, therefore, you have energy to give because, you know, in that giving, you're just going to receive more anyhow because you're in that, 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 that flow state.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. I get some of the same reaction from some clients after some meditation groups that we run or Reiki sessions, and they're kind of like, "Oh, can I just stay here forever?" (laughs) You know, they're like, "I need this every day." Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I really love how you put that. That is, they're they, you know, are walking in in one state and really walking out. And you know, when they are connected, when you just think about them walking out of your space and going out into the world, that can't That can only help the vibration just walking out of your own building, you know, because they're in more of an alignment, which is what the world kind of needs right now. So the more we could do that ourselves more and more, that's just going to have that ripple effect.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this is this is the main sort of ethos behind the spa, you know, is to help people learn how to, you know, build uh, not just have support from, you know, uh, the spa or other. You know, sort of um, support groups, you know, from friends and such. But to to build those those mental and emotional and spiritual muscles, that'll give them that support from within. Because I think when you really do take time out on a daily basis to, you know, maintain a spiritual practice like meditation, you know, you're 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 going inwards and you're 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 coming into contact with you know this this higher consciousness, and you realize how much support there is, you realize how much energy there is for you. And when you sort of then recalibrate yourself with this energy, you know, your thoughts, your feelings, you're doing forgiveness work in that state, you know, and you're clearing energy, you're being really responsible for all your thoughts and feelings, that then is going to change your behavior. And you're going to have a completely different, uh, you know, sort of uh, relationship with the world. When you come back out of that meditation, you know, your, your whole sort of, uh, energy and, and, and thought system will change hopefully from, uh, from the fear mind to that, that, you know, true self.
0: Yeah. And I have to say, I just, I love your, your passion and your dedication to this work. Anybody that follows you, you know, just has to see it coming out of your pores and it's, it really gets <laughs> me excited as well. Um, and, oh, thanks, you know, April. yeah. And, you know, but you're also a good role model in the sense of like people know that this is something that you do as a diligent practice just for yourself, you know, and then your love for it and expanding it out to the world and wanting everyone to experience what what you know and what you have experienced and trying to get them, you know, connected to that other state of consciousness and then, you know, just kind of watching you as an individual grow from you know, really where you were on this little houseboat and you were bringing your gongs to parks and, you know, just trying to teach people (laughs) about it. And I really think you're on the, on, onto something big here. And, you know, you're also creating this, this, uh, new program called spiritual underground, which we're going to talk about in a little bit as well. But you know, when you see an individual just kind of progress through their path and their passion, and I'm watching you develop more and more uh, more intensely in this work, I'm also curious to know, with your consciousness growing and the experiences that you're having in the altered state of the lucid dreaming or out-of-body experience, have you gathered more knowledge in that state that has brought you to where you are today?
1: Oh, Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was really hoping we might, you know, touch on this area. Uh, I've been having a lot of experiences uh, of late and, you know, over the last, you know, sort of 12, 13 years that I've been doing my lucid dream and out of body exploration practice, but more so now because I'm getting to the point of asking, you know, higher quality, higher caliber questions, you know, in these states. And it's leading, you know, really deeper, you know, into into what I consider, I guess, um, um, you, know, uh, you know, the reality is beyond uh, what we think is physical. And and you know, the sort of big question I've been posing to people, you know, of late, you know, is with regards to, you know, is our physical universe actually a mental construct? Because when when we have like lucid dreams, as an example. That are so physically real, and and you know, n- not to the point to where your your brain is just processing, you know, from the five senses in a dream perhaps, and and creating a reconstruction uh, of uh, you know of what we think is physical reality in a sense, our waking lives. I mean, this is, I've had false awakenings, um, and a false awakening for those in the audience who may not know what that is. It's where Let's say you wake up in the morning in your bed. Uh, you've just woken up from a dream. You've written in your journal. Uh, you put the journal down. You get up. You start walking around your bedroom, and then you realize, "Oh wait a second! You know where did this shag pile rug come from? I don't have a shag pile rug. Uh, I just have bare bare wood floors in my room." And you realize, "Oh my God, I'm still dreaming." And then usually in that instance, when you have that. Uh, that in, you know, that awareness that you're dreaming, you, you wake back up in your bed again. So you're now under the covers again. And you're like, Oh my God, that was so real. I mean, yeah, I could feel the, you know, the, the fiber of the rug underneath my feet. I could, you know, it, it was solid. It was real. Um, and then I get up again and I, and I then have another realization. I just wrote, you know, two pages in a, in a journal that didn't exist in physical reality. And yet the, the pen in my hand felt so physically real, the pages, the paper, you know, that information I just wrote out in a journal that is now on another dimensional level of reality or in a mental construct, you know, in my, in my psychic energy field. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll wander around the bedroom and it's very high fidelity. It's a great, it's an exact copy of my bedroom. Uh, and I'm now convinced I've woken up I might even sort of knock on the wall just to be certain, try to put my arm through it because if I'm out of body, you know, that can typically happen. Um, And and then, you know, maybe you're getting on with your day for a good five minutes or so uh, and you're convinced you're awake and then something else happens to where you might be like, oh my God, I don't have, you know, a, a dining room table that looks like this. I'm still dreaming. And then you wake back in your bed again under the covers and when you sometimes have two or three of these false awakenings in a row, uh, which like I said, can be very physically real, very high fidelity, you know, as in a reconstruction of your actual room or your whole house. And it keeps tricking you into thinking you're awake back in your grounded reality, grounded being reality being there, you know, our predominant waking state, uh, that we're focused on. So, um, and yet you 're still in a dream state or you 're still in a mental construct, and you know when you have these back to back experiences, it really shakes you up. It really forces you to have one of these ontological sort of moments where you know it shocks you into um, you know looking at your current worldview and perhaps needing to change it, needing to upgrade it at least challenging it deeply because you know lucid dream states are as physically real as our waking reality, and in some cases, you know, they're, they're actually more vivid, um, you know, it, it's quite profound. So, yeah, I'm, you know, exploring more and more of these states uh, with the goal to discover if, you know, the physical universe and our experience of it is an absolute illusion, you know, a, a virtual reality projected from another dimension of reality.
0: Mm, that's so deep. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's who we are.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It just oh god. It just you know brings you to that place of you know assessing all of that and thinking that. And uh, you know what I'm wondering is with someone like yourself that is exposed to the Pandora spa spa um, and the Star and the the different programs that you have there. Um, Do you think that people that use that equipment are more apt to have these false awakenings and more lucid dreams on a regular basis than the average person that just regularly meditates?
1: I would say that um, what it really depends most on is your openness to having these experiences. And if you're, you're really showing up, you know, to experience this stuff, and what I mean by that is you know, um, every day you're thinking about lucid dreaming. You're you're thinking about having lucid dreams. You're preparing yourself. Um, you're practicing during the daytime, during waking hours. So you might be doing reality you know checks, uh, standing on you know a street uh, at a bus stop, and maybe um, somebody goes by on a bicycle with some tie dye. Uh, clothing, and you know, it, they just look so unusual and surreal in that moment, with the backdrop of the the, the business world, and it and it then sort of you would then do a reality test. Maybe you'd take your fingers from one hand and try to try to push them through, you know, the palm of the of the other hand. Uh, you know, if you were to to do this in waking life, in most cases, it's never going to happen because. You know, we have a, a rule set for this reality that says this is what physicality is, um, and you know there's there's uh, the you know the laws that govern this particular virtual reality, the Earth VR, if you like. And I think, you know, if you're practicing this kind of stuff enough, and you're really showing up in your daily life, where you're reading on, on a regular basis, you're learning new stuff. Um, you know, even in you know, and then that starts to you apply that you know, at nighttime when you wake up in the middle of the night, regardless of if you're using any other technology, I th- I find this will be enough. It really is enough for people to explore this stuff, but it is a matter of showing up because you're you're training your subconscious where you're 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 saying to your subconscious, you know, I pay attention, I apply myself, I learn and then I apply. Because I think for most of us, we we sort of in, we can intellectualize this stuff all day long. We get it intellectually, but actually put it in, into application, you know, practice, uh, taking action. That's what really cements this, you know, with the the subconscious mind. And you know, it it's you know really it's that energy of I'm here, I'm showing up. This is my life now. This is what i'm interested in this is what i'm passionate about and that does start to translate into experience I find that You know people who go to bed with this practice in mind their last waking thought is on the lucid dream state tonight I will have a lucid dream tonight. I will realize i'm dreaming and I will become lucid. You know, this is a very simple uh, Practice but can be very effective and again, you're we're we're making changes in our physical brains uh, which are leading to changes in our energy field, and to be honest, I think it's the other way around. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, the uh, phantom limb syndrome, uh, when when you know you have somebody who's had a, an arm or a leg amputated, they can still feel sometimes um, like uh, you know something like an itch, you know, on a, on their hand which it no longer exists, um, or pain in a limb that no longer exists. And I think this is a good indication that you know the energy field surrounding the physical body has memory. It it still has energy pathways that were linked to the physical pathways, you know, in that limb, such as you know the the um, the one of the uh, minor chakras in the palm, the palm chakra. You know, just because you no, have, no longer have a physical representation uh, of of a hand uh, on say let's say for example on that limb, you still have an energy uh, that's underlying that, that where that hand used to be. And there's energy pathways that are linked in to the neuro pathways in the brain. And I think this is why, you know, we can be so effective with things such as, um, you know, reality creation, uh, especially to do with our health. You know, I think, you know, we have a, we have a, a lot of, um, power available to us. It's just having that awareness to pay attention, to focus, to put energy towards this stuff. So whether it's, you know healing, whether it's lucid dreaming it is that it is that energy of showing up. am I showing up in this way where I really want to progress in my life?
0: yeah, and you know I'm also wondering too, with all the people that you have coming in uh, to the spa and all of the experience that you have personally and like you said, you guys will test some of your programs out are you doing any data collection and logging this and writing it and creating something of like, you know, before and after just to present in a form of research.
1: We, we are, and we're even going as far as to getting, um, uh, within the next week, we're going to actually be acquiring a very expensive, uh, EEG equipment. Um, we're also going to be acquiring biofeedback equipment, um, heart rate monitors, um, all kinds of equipment that where we can show people before and after effects, um, you know, where the light is actually, um, you know, maybe they'll come in uh, on, you know, and we'll, we'll check their, you know, sort of uh, what we can. Uh, and then, you know, after using the machine for a period of months, uh, we can check the data again. Um, we'd love to get to a point of being able to use uh, these machines in research opportunities uh, to where they can literally scan someone's brain and then months later you know, show the difference, how the brain has restructured itself based on the programs that we've been using. Uh, there's already really good evidence out there. Uh, you know, flickering Light has, been, has got so many studies that's been done on it over the last few decades. Uh, same with sound technology, such as uh, binaural sound. Uh, but yes, we want to be able to collect our own data. We are collecting data in the sense of uh, our own personal journals. Uh, which you know is you know personal evidence of changes occurring within us, but yeah, we want to be able to get to a point to where uh, you know we can actually demonstrate you know uh, you know through you know research with machinery such as you know EEG and scanning people's brains to, to actually see the changes. Um, it's one thing feeling it; it's another thing seeing it uh, you know through through a graph. You know, because that's quite powerful for people who don't feel energy so so easily or people who don't, you know, really feel that change occurring uh, in the way that, you know, the transparent way they'd like to. Because I think like manifestation, you know, 99 percent of what's taking place is behind the scenes because, you know, our our fear mind, uh, you know, the ego, it uses physicality. It uses our five senses to evidence our life. You know, so, you know, but when you look in a mirror, you're looking, you know, at yesterday's thinking, you're looking at, you know, thinking that came and actions that came, you know, from the days and weeks and years before, you know, so it's, it's, it's really a powerful idea to be able to get into this mindset that we have physical eyes, and we have spiritual eyes. And it's sort of being able to see, you know, the evidence of change in our mind's eye, uh, and not just through the five physical senses, because the five physical senses, like I said, is just sort of, you know data that's been collected and you're seeing this external uh view of your life, which is based on yesterday's thinking, feeling, and behaving.
0: yeah, oh, that's exciting. I'm so happy to hear that you're gonna be getting all that equipment in I think that that's gonna be pretty exciting for not only you guys but also the people coming in, like you said, and it, using it as a teaching for people to really see it you're You're totally right, a lot of people need to see it to believe it, even though they can experience sure. it and feel it, yeah. Now yeah, I wanted absolutely. to also talk about like you're designing and creating this TV studio as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we're nonstop here at the spa, and I see uh, that <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. But it's it's again it's one of these things where you know we know that in order to, to do the things we want to do and they, we you know we need to do to some degree, you know we want to be able to uh, you know have that philosophy, which, you know, I've learned, um, you know, the same as everybody else has learned to extend, you know, this energy beyond self, you know, when we're in the position to be able to do it. And, you know, so we feel strong, we feel supported, we have the energy to do it. Um, we maintain, you know, the daily practices that put us in a position to be able to you know to be strong enough to 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 offer what we offer it's just like going to the you know a physical gym and, and working your muscles you know it's a step by step process you wouldn't just go to the gym and immediately start picking up the heaviest weights because you're going to hurt yourself so you know through you know taking baby steps over the period of years we've got ourselves in this position we're not an overnight success you know, we've showed up in our lives. We've overfilled spaces like the houseboat. It got too small. It was a big houseboat. It was a proper Dutch barge. But, you know, we filled it with with uh, everything we could. We filled it with our energy. We filled it with, you know, these gongs. We filled it with the light machines. It was the, you know, the the headquarters for people visiting and, and having experiences. But it, we outgrew it. And I think, you know, if you, if you can see life in that same way, You know, when you truly fill the space that you're in, you know, and that really is, you know, that's a metaphor for things such as, you know, taking responsibility for every experience in your life, you know, and every experience, you know, is, is, you know, literally a projection of your every thought, your every feeling, your every emotion, your every behavior. So every action you've taken, and I think when you really can take responsibility for all that stuff, looking at your life and realizing, okay somehow i created this in some way i created this you know and being willing to take responsibility you start to overfill that space and if you can imagine the walls of your house and you have no no ceiling no roof you know and like water filling up that space eventually it's going to overflow you know the top of the walls and it's going to flow into a bigger space and that's exactly what we've done here at the spa you know we've got to a point where we've worked our mental muscles our emotional muscles our psychic muscles our spiritual muscles and we've we've built a lot of strength and a lot of support and we're now capable of offering more. So that's what we're doing. You know, it's, it's one thing when at first when you're taking these baby steps, you know, you're, you're having this individual, um, uh, growth and you're on this, you know, spiritual path. And even if you don't believe you're on a spiritual path, you know, it, 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 you're still growing. And as long as you're willing to grow, at some point when you've developed so much knowledge, so much wisdom, I feel that the universe will suddenly use you as a conduit on this level of reality to where you can start shining that light you know and start sharing that knowledge and that wisdom you know to more people you know through making a, a bigger contribution and it, and the universe will help synchronize those ways I think you know like manifestation, synchronicity is always on it's not some you know, sort of um, method that you need to employ to activate it. It's always there. It's just whether or not we're capable of, you know, seeing what's there, a reality within a reality, depending on our belief systems. But yeah, so we've set up this TV studio to where we can now broadcast, you know, uh, webinars, live live stream events to the world because London's a big place, but we have a lot of... Um, people following our work worldwide and they usually get you know maybe some information on facebook the odd youtube video but now we we have this ability to be able to broadcast to the world and that's what we're starting to do
0: okay and those videos and um, trainings they are going to be broadcasted through uh, your new website spiritual underground
1: correct spiritual com, and it's free to join uh, a lot of the content is going to be free, and that doesn't mean it's going to be low quality. It's always high quality. Everything we do, we we make sure that what we're providing is stuff that works for us. You know, things that we employ in our lives. You know, and if you like, you know, like um, you know, you and and Mike have done. You've you you've watched you know us grow, grow from the boat to now having this two thousand square foot spa, which we've also outgrown, and we're now looking for bigger premises. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we really want to be able to, you know, share as much tools with people, things that really work. So it's going to be high quality content. So you can join for free. You can join a lot of the events, um, at no cost. There will be some events, um, some content, which is uh, a fair, you know, sort of fee based, uh, uh, you know, sort of option, but it is optional. You can join the site for free, and you can access a lot of the content at no cost, and it will be high caliber.
0: Great. And actually, I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk about the remote viewing um, training that you have coming up on February 26th, because this podcast will actually air a week before that, and that is one of, that's one of the free events that you're broadcasting, correct? Correct.
1: Correct. Yes, and we have space for five hundred participants worldwide. I think uh, we're currently on one hundred and fifty people. So, uh, if you go to spiritualunderground.com, you'll find on the on the home page the uh, the next event, and uh, it's uh, developing your spiritual superpowers series uh, of web free webinars, uh, which is devoted to assisting people in you know developing their natural spiritual superpowers. And training series one in this series will be focusing on remote viewing um, you know which is something that uh, you know the u s Army and the CIA initially developed back in the Cold War uh, because they felt that the Soviet Union was using uh, psychic spies to um, gather information about you know um, you know from the Pentagon and other uh, assets of you know the US military and infrastructure so they needed a counterforce to that and the counterforce was what they developed with uh, a psychic and profound out of body explorer named Ingo Swann back in the 1970s uh and it's called remote viewing so of course the military application aside of this was, you know, they were, it was militarized uh, sort of use. And I think that's the same with any technology. All technology has dual use, whether that can be used in a good way or a bad way. We use uh, remote viewing uh, for good, uh, for, you know, locating missing people and objects, um, you know, contacting deceased loved ones and spirit guides, you know, because people want to feel reassured. People want to feel you know, that they are connected to their loved ones and that their loved ones will go on or that will survive death. So it's a great tool for that. Um, you know, channeling information, exploring past lives, uh, alternate time lives, you know, uh, tapping into the ET exploration and contact, you know, if that's an interest for people. There's, there's so much that it can be used to explore with. And it's something that I learned over 18 years ago uh, and I practice on a regular basis and I'm very happy to be able to share this.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to ask a couple of things about that because I'm interested just in signing up myself, but I notice on um, the site it's 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., so that's London time, correct?
1: Yes, yes, correct.
0: Okay, all right. Yes. <laughs> and is it, so I have, to, I have to figure that out. Do I need to wake up to do this or, or what? Um, and is it going to be a little
1: probably be around five, 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. your time, so okay. not too bad for you uh, on a Sunday, but for, yes, perhaps other people in the world, they'll need to yeah. be more creative.
0: Yes. And, um, is it going to be live or is it pre-recorded? And if people sign up and miss it, are they able to go back in and watch it for free?
1: It will be, it will be live streamed. So those who sign up on the day, um, and, and, um, you know, actually watch it. Yes, it will be live. It will be recorded and it will then be put up on uh, the spiritual underground site in the members area, in the free members area. So if, if it's late at night or it's early in the morning and people really can't do the live event, and yes, the pre-recorded event, the the recorded, sorry, the uh, the recorded event will go
0: up on the site. Okay, great, good to know. Um, yeah, and it looks like you have some great information about. You know, on on the spiritual underground, it looks like it's it's fairly new, and you're getting new content up there, and you have some great news articles just about scientific experiments, and you know you have information about the CIA, uh, how they used to use the psychics um, with remote viewing. Um, so it looks like just from what I'm seeing that this is going to be a great, just a great site for people to head on over to, and it's wonderful that you are going to have that option. For members who can get content for free, and then also subscribing for those who want to go a little bit deeper and and pay a little bit more for what you have to offer.
1: Absolutely, I mean, yeah, April, it's it's in its infancy still, um, but I, I I feel within probably just a a couple of weeks to months we'll have a lot of content. We'll have re- regular sort of events, weekly events that'll then be recorded and also put up there, but also live streamed. So yeah, it we're we're putting all of our energy into developing this.
0: Okay, great. And I have a question that's a little, it's connected, but a little off topic um, that just kind of peaked my ears open a little bit more when you were talking about people um, exploring working with ETs. Um, Do you feel like that you have any uh, ETs that are helping you and guiding you through your projects here and if so would do you want to talk about that or do you feel like you're getting information from another dimension or higher consciousness system yeah, that is guiding you
1: for sure um one thing that we've noticed uh we we have our developer uh, of the light who is uh his name is jimmy simpson and you know if anybody would like to connect with him on facebook he's an amazing guy uh he's an engineer who you know took a few years to developed this system before we then brought it to the world. Um, uh, so, um, so yeah, so we've got Jimmy Simpson, we've got another, um, one of our chief programmers here, uh, his name is Lance Carter and Lance Carter has developed a lot of the programs. I used to develop most of the programs, but, um, I was wearing too many hats, if you like, uh, uh, and stretching myself into many directions. So now Lance Carter has taken over that area, and he's an amazing uh, programmer. He's learned a lot about brainwave entrainment, and uh, n- you know neuroscience, etc. And then we have another uh, uh, one of our explorers, Ladrin becks who we all make this big contribution uh, to the Pandora Star system itself and all the programs. And what's interesting is, on a regular basis, we're we were like through dreams and through out-of-body experiences. There's like contact not just from ET stuff, which I'll get to in a second, but we're getting um, contact from, uh, it seems, an aspect of Nikolai Tesla, um, literally coming to the four of us uh, through different dream states and out-of-body experiences, sharing information with us um, to actually help bring this light to, you know, the, you know, sort of to a, another level. Because one thing that we've realized and recognized from the beginning is that You know, the light itself seems to be teaching us. We have no hubris with regards to feeling that we know what this is all about. You know, we really do feel that, you know, this is um, we're being guided. And yes, we do think there's an ET influence there, too. But also it's reported in in, in, uh, uh, Tesla's own autobiography that, you know, he felt he was being influenced. Um, And he felt a lot of the information was coming to him in, in sort of flashes of light in his mind's eye. And he could hold, you know, entire images, um, you know, coherently in his mind's eye for, for hours on end. And uh, you know, we're getting very similar stuff in dream states at the moment. And sometimes these flashes come to us, you know, in waking states. And again, y- we can feel that energy of Tesla behind it. Uh, so that in itself is very interesting.
0: That's very cool. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's So yeah, so we we do feel that there's stuff happening. Um I've had a lot of uh ET experiences uh for quite a while now. Um but you know, even that, you know, is starting to change for me. You know, I used to believe, you know, the, like you know the with the ep- the x-files, you know, and this this um expression that we have that the truth is out there. Now I don't really believe anymore that the truth is is out in uh, deep space uh like we're we're sort of hoping it is like there's big brother in the stars somewhere that's going to show up and, you know, and sort of, uh, um, show us that we're part of a bigger cosmic family, I think it is really internal stuff more than external stuff these days. You know, I see that there are hundreds of millions of stars in our galaxy. You know, there's hundreds of millions of galaxies in our universe. Um, yet we, we receive no signals as such reported from the scientific community from, you know, these big, uh, sort of, uh, radio telescopes, et cetera, you know, uh, signals from intelligent communicating, you know, worlds. Uh, We get thousands of UFO sightings, you know, reported every year with an estimated quarter of a million sightings documented worldwide over the past 50 years. But, you know, that's thousands of sightings taking place right here on Earth, but no signals coming from out there. So, you know, I've really started to question, you know, what's all that mean? And... You know, sure, we get crop circles, which to me is a sign. It is a signal. Um, I had an out-of-body experience once where, you know, when I went to Wiltshire on a camping trip, um, a synchronicity camping trip with a bunch of friends, I had an out-of-body experience where I actually saw these interdimensional beings make, you know, um, create a crop circle right before my eyes, which was, you know, they were manipulating from a a nonlinear space outside of um, physical reality and it was creating a disturbance within physical reality that then created that crop circle. So that was quite an amazing experience to, you know, to have. And, and, but I, uh, you know, I just think that, you know, when when looking at things like the Drake equation, where we, we do have, um, the, this calculation, this, uh, probabilistic argument, you know, that, uh, there's, we can estimate a certain number of communicating civilizations, you know, the, the most, I think, optimistic, uh, Sort of outlook on this Drake equation is something like there should be seventy eight thousand communicating uh, active civilizations in our own Milky Way galaxy, and billions if you know not trillions throughout you know the the physical universe at large and then you take the the most skeptical um, equation from the Drake equation and you and you still get like one uh, active communicating civilization per galaxy which still gives you mind boggling seventy eight billion Communication, you know, communicating active civilizations in the whole universe. But again, we don't seem to be experiencing signals coming from deep space, but we are experiencing, um, you you know, sightings, UFO reports, abductions and stuff right here on physical Earth. And it really does make me think, you know, tying into my lucid dream research that I think physical reality really is a mental construct. And I think, you know, uh, there could be other arguments that, you know, perhaps, um, you know, this other intelligent life is rare in the universe, you know, more rare than the Drake equation would suggest. Um, Maybe uh, some of these other intelligent life, you know, look at us and think we're not mature enough. I think they're all good arguments, but that's just not my observation from an out-of-body explorer's perspective. You know, I, I really do think there's something more interesting going on. I think you know, it's probably you know the you know through my exoplanet research, you know, in the out of body state, where you know I'm visiting other you know other planets in our own solar system and seeing you know um, that these seem to be physically constructed environments um, on their inner levels, their counterpart levels. They do seem to have thriving you know sort of life, uh, extraterrestrial life in in some origins. Uh, in origin, um, but when I explore and expand my search into the rest of the physical universe while out of body, I don't seem to see the same. The same. It almost seems as if the the cosmos at large is a backdrop to the Earth virtual reality program. And it's as if it was designed specifically for us and that no other life exists out there just to keep this virtual reality program simple. But yet, all the life that I'm aware of that I experienced, the ET life, you know, the non-human intelligences seem to be coming from interdimensional points of origin. Uh, and I think, you know, to me, we're looking at this ginormous, you know, uh, frequency generating, uh, you know, field. the whole multidimensional universe, if you like multiverses is, is just this, um, uh, you know, sorry, I just I lost my, my thinking is, it's sort of just like, um, If you look at radio and TV signals and and stuff here on Earth, they're, you know, they're all simultaneously within the same geography, you know, being transmitted within the same geography. Um, Yet, when we tune into specific radio stations, television programs, make a phone call, we don't hear, you know, the jumble of all these various transmissions at the same time, because all of these sources of signals, the radio stations, television networks, and telecoms providers all agree to use different frequencies. You know, so, you know, Although we have all these signals that are jumbled together in the same space-time domain, they're distinct in the frequency domain, and I think that's what the universe is: is this massive frequency domain, and we've got all these different, uh, you know, virtual realities uh, being created that have their own rule sets. Like our physical Earth has this one with regards to physical reality feels like this, physical physicality feels and looks like this, and but yet it's just. A construction in our minds, and I think you know that's the, how the multiverse actually is. You know, you have all these other virtual reality systems, you know, occupying the same space, you know, domain, but having different time domains within this one bigger frequency domain. Um, I hope that makes sense. But you know, this is how I'm starting to see it. I think extraterrestrial life does exist, but it, to me, it's interdimensional, and the rest of our cosmos is like a backdrop, you know, to a play you know, in the play here is, you know, the earth virtual reality.
0: Yeah. And is this some of the stuff that you're going to be talking about on spiritual underground? I mean, the Drake equation just sounds really interesting. I know that our, our listeners would probably love to have a whole episode on that in in itself, but what direction are you planning on going in with some of these webinars with just some of your own knowledge and experiences? Like you've just talked about, are you going to put some of that up there?
1: Oh, absolutely! I'm going to do an entire um, uh, webinar uh, live stream on uh, lucid dreaming as being evidence that you know physical reality is an illusion that it's a mental construct, and I'm going to give all the evidence that I've gathered, you know, for the case. Uh, and And then, of course, we'll take questions uh, during the live streaming as well, so we can then deepen, you know, the the, the discussion with other people you know, putting forward ideas and, and questions to to help us sort of flesh out even more because there is so much to this. And, uh, yeah, I, I realize we have a time limit today. Um, I mean, we could literally go on for hours and just not even scratch the surface as far as I'm concerned, but yeah, we're going to definitely deepen the conversation through spiritual underground.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'm looking forward to signing up myself and, uh, Tuning into some of the, the free webinars that you have there, and funny, the reason why we actually reached out to you is that Mike and I both had a dream of you in, within the same week, and oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in my dream, it it was one of those things, you know, again, it it just felt so real waking up and, you know, kind of, it wasn't really a lucid dream, I wouldn't say, um, or I don't know what I would classify it as, but, you know, it was one of those things where I woke up and I kind of felt sad that I had to leave and I couldn't figure out who this person was, who this man was in my dream. And all day I'm like, God, he looks so familiar, but I know, I know him from somewhere. I, I know somebody that, that I know, and I don't really know you, I know you kind of on a virtual basis and following you on facebook we've never met in person and then you know at some point in that afternoon i was like oh my god it was todd and mike and i you know hopped online you know on a friday and recording some other podcasts and i was like god i had the strangest dream about todd and he was like really he's like yeah a couple of days ago uh, he was in my dream too i said well we better contact him and get him on <laughs> have him because that's a sign to me you know i mean we're all community, communicating on some level, but you know, for Mike and I, we're like, yeah, yeah, let's have him back on. We haven't had have him on in a while and he's doing some new cool stuff. So we're glad that you were available.
1: Oh, my absolute honor and pleasure, April. And thank you, Mike, as well. Uh, and for following your guidance, I think you're, you're both right. You know, we get this guidance through dreams. You know, we're not just getting guidance, but we're, like you've alluded to, you know, we're sharing experiences and we may not be fully conscious to them here, but I think a part of us is always fully conscious to it. It's just whether or not we're having the downloads when we wake back up in this reality. Uh, I, I do think we're regularly meeting up and, um, uh, we have, you know, like-minded sort of, uh, events that we meet at, uh, on other levels.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we wrap up, if you could just let our listeners know uh, the websites to go to again, where to find you, where to find your work. I, you just took a bunch of people on another synchronicity walk uh, just this week that you haven't that you haven't done one of those in a while. And I also see that you're doing some stuff on the meetup groups for the Journey of Truth. So if you just yes. want to wrap up the show for the listeners and let them know where to get all your good information, that would be great.
1: We'll do. Thanks, April. So. Uh, the main site now that we're we're pushing uh, sort of uh, is spiritualunderground.com, and this is going. This is basically for the world. This is our worldwide platform. Uh, so for anyone who can't, you know, get to London or who doesn't live in London, uh, then this is for you. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know free live streamed webinars. Of course, like I said, there will be other content that will 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 be uh, have premium sort of price tag. But that's uh, there's always going to be the free content. Um, please friend me on Facebook because that's where I upload a lot of stuff as well. Like I just uploaded, um, 15 minute condensed, uh, sort of video from last night's synchronicity walk in London, which was amazing. It was probably one of my favorite synchronicity walks and doing, you know, seven years of synchronicity walks. So if you'd like to have a look at that video, go to my Facebook page, that's Todd. So if you type that into, or just type in Todd Akamesis into Facebook, you'll find me. Uh, and you'll, you'll always find good content there that I don't share anywhere else. Um, if you are in London uh, or in England, then, um, or the UK for that matter, then I do run events in London as well as retreats throughout the, the country. And you can find things at meetup.com forward slash spiritual underground. Uh, uh, and, and then, of course, for Pandora Star is pandorastar.co.uk.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And you know, Mike and I are really hoping to meet you in person one day and, and get out there and maybe bring all of our equipment and make a documentary of all I the work that you're that. doing. Yeah, we love would too. That.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. So yeah, April, please let's manifest that.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So so we need people to buy some more of our films, then, right? <laughs> let's, yes. let's go, let's, people. Let's get us out there. <laughs> yes. All right, Todd. Well, always a pleasure. And uh, as always, would love to have you back on. On when you have some new stuff coming out. So feel free to, uh, you know, reach back out to us or we'll maybe dream of you and we'll reach it's back happened. out to you when <laughs> that happens.
1: Oh, Thank you so much, April. And thank you, Mike, uh, for your support. Deeply, deeply grateful.
0: All right. Have a great day.
1: You too. Thank you.
0: If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepassseries.com. They're also available to purchase on Amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at Vimeo.com, GuyMTV.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at or send us a tweet at thepassseries. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show.